Hallelujah. This is our year of holiness. The whole year, Assemblies of God Ghana is talking about holiness. And we are not just talking about it, but it is our desire and prayer that the Lord will help us to live it. Hallelujah. And per GYC um, uh, compass, January is also the month of consecration. The month of consecration. So I'm going to merge the two, consecration and holiness. So I'm speaking on the theme, consecration, a means to holiness. Consecration, a means to holiness. Consecration, a means to holiness. So we'll take our text from Leviticus chapter 11, verse 42 to 45. Leviticus chapter 11, verse 42 to 45. Whatever crawls on its belly, whatever goes on all fours, or whatever has many feet among all creeping things that creep on the earth, this you shall not eat, for they are an abomination. You shall not make yourselves abominable with any creeping thing that creeps, nor shall you make yourselves unclean with them, lest you be defiled by them. For I am the Lord your God. You shall therefore consecrate yourselves, and you shall be holy, for I am holy. Neither shall you defile yourselves with any creeping thing that creeps on the earth. For I am the Lord who brings you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God. You shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for today. The entrance of your word gives light and it gives understanding to the simple. We've come from various walks of life. We've reached various stages of our lives. We've come with different, different, different backgrounds. But Lord, we have all come together under your feet to listen to your word. I pray that you speak to us in a way that we can comprehend. Give us understanding to your word. Give us a good heart to receive your word. Use me, Lord, and speak through me in a way that you have prepared to speak to your people. Thank you for touching us in Jesus' name. Amen. So, per the text we read, this is the message God gave to the people of Israel. Those people are dead and they are gone. We are the New Testament Israel. Hallelujah. We are the New Testament Israel, the spiritual Israel that God has called us. And Peter said, we are the chosen generation, a holy nation, peculiar people set apart to declare the praise of our God. 
So as God set the people of Israel apart to be their God, for them to serve him, so he has called us to declare his praise. We are the holy nation. And as I speak on the theme consecration, a means to holiness, what is consecration? Consecration means to induct somebody into an office, like we do. Um, I just heard somebody was consecrated into the office of a bishop in another denomination. So it's a process that somebody goes through to enter into an office or an assignment in religious circles. Consecration also means to be declared sacred, to be declared faultless. Especially to be devoted irrevocably to the worship of God. And we can look at various ways that can replace the word consecration. To be hallowed, to be holy, to be sacred, to be sacrosanct, to be dedicated, to be devoted, to give up yourself to the holy use of God means you are consecrated. So if you don't take care, you think consecration is synonymous to holiness, but technically there are differences. So we'll know very soon as I go ahead. What is holiness? Holiness, when we are talking about God's holiness, God's holiness is God being exalted or worthy of complete devotion. God being exalted or being worthy of complete devotion because of his perfection and his goodness. God is perfect and God is good in all he does in righteousness. So even if God is punishing, he is good in that process. Hallelujah. He, he doesn't falter. He is correct. He is perfect in all his ways. He is holy in everything he does. So now, let's look at the difference, the small difference. There's a thin line between consecration and holiness. So consecration is the act of preparedness and readiness to serve God. Consecration is your act or your process of preparation or your readiness to serve God. The things that can make us consecrated, there are some things we do, there are some things we go through that can make us consecrated. We have the word of God. The word of God prepares you to make you ready unto good works. So we have the word of God. We have fasting. We have prayer. Hallelujah. So when you fast, you subdue the flesh. If you feed the flesh, the flesh will overcome the spirit. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. If you feed the flesh, the flesh will overcome the spirit. If you feed the spirit, the spirit will overcome the flesh. And they are always contending. There's always a battle. So the one that overcomes is dependent on what you do. So if you feed the flesh, the flesh will overcome the spirit. So you read the word of God. You, you pray. You fast. And then 
you set yourself apart. That means you have made yourself holy, you have made yourself available, you have come out of certain things, and you have set yourself apart, and you are dedicated unto good works, then holiness. Hallelujah. So that is consecration. Consecration. So this supposed to mean that your level of fasting does not make you holy. Yes. It doesn't matter how you fast. We are doing 21 days fasting. He said, oh, my bed now. My ball last hole. I don't know if I'm going to point another one. But we have just ended the first week today. It's left to two more weeks to go. You see? It doesn't matter the level. Of, you can do dry 100 days. It doesn't make you holy. But what you do after the fasting is what we are talking about. You can read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. It doesn't make you holy. When I was in secondary school, I had an old lawyer. He was my friend. He was over 80 years and I was in secondary school. There were things he used to tell me that I didn't understand. He read the Bible cover to cover three times. But he wasn't a believer. He was religious, but not a believer. So I asked him why he read the Bible. And he said his client, some of his clients are Christians. And for him to have a good battle at the law court, he has to read. So he reads the Bible to win his case at the law court so he can quote from them. So reading the Bible cover to cover does not make you holy. But it can make you consecrated. Fasting, reading, praying alone cannot make you holy. You can pray from morning to evening, but what you do after the prayer, the practicality, what you do with your life, your thoughts, your deeds, everything is what we are talking about. That is holiness. So, talking about holiness goes beyond consecration. But your level of holiness depends on how much you are consecrated. I don't know if you get my point. <laughs> Hallelujah. You understand better. Let's go. Let's go on. Let's go on. So we are learning the difference between consecration and holiness. So now what is then now uh, holiness? Holiness is the act of total obedience and submission to God. Holiness. Your total submission and obedience to God is holiness. So you can fast the whole of the 21 days. But after the fasting, if you don't obey, if you don't submit to God, you are not holy. You can read the Bible. God will speak to you. If you don't obey what is written in the Bible, you don't practice it. You are not holy. You can lock yourself in a room, pray from morning till evening. You come out and you fight. You are not holy. You try to consecrate yourself. You try to dedicate yourself unto good news. But after all the preparation, you came out but you failed to be holy. That is what we are talking about. 
So if you read the book of Isaiah, the people were fasting. They, that one was stubborn. He said, when you fast, you, you, you cheat on your employees. You siphon the poor. There's no justice. There's no love. And you call this fast. This is not fasting. They try to consecrate themselves. But even in the course of the fasting, impurity, there's no holiness. So church, God is calling us unto holiness. And for us to be holy, we need to consecrate ourselves. We need to set ourselves apart. We need to come out from the multitude. We need to get closer to God. The more we get closer to him, the more we become purer and purer. The more we become like him. If you look at the scripture, I said, I am the God who brought you out of Egypt to be your God. Be holy because I am holy. So be like me. When we're in the secondary school, before you go to form one, you buy so many things. New singlets, new panties, new bags, new this. You are excited. When you get to form two, you think your singlet is still clean, still white, it's still pure. Let the first years come. They also wash their singlets and dry them on the dry line. And when you come out from your auditorium, you see the difference. After one year, my singlet has become off-white, some ash, some brown. And the first year's ones are sparkling white. You see the difference. So you can become a guy in your own corner. But when you get, sometimes the Bible says, they that compare themselves with themselves are not wise. We try to measure people, have human standards. Because this man can pray, this man can fast, this can, he can shout during prayer, he blow in tongues, he do. No! It's getting closer to God. That makes you holy and you become like him. The Bible says, when he appears, we shall be like him. Hallelujah. Consecration a means to holiness. So now let's go through the passage and know how, two ways how we can become holy through consecration. If we look at the passage, we realize that God called them to consecrate themselves by separating themselves from evil. And evil in this context is things that defile. God called the people to consecrate themselves and consecration here means come out from them. Don't do the things that make you defile. So when you read verse 42 and 43, he said, whatever crawls on its belly, whatever goes on all fours, or whatever has many feet among all creeping things, that creep on the earth, this you shall not eat, for they are an abomination. You shall not make yourselves abominable or unclean with any creeping thing that creeps, nor shall you make yourselves unclean with them, lest you be defiled by them. 44b. 
Neither shall you defile yourselves with any creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God was telling them, there are certain things I don't want you to do. So stop them. Come out from them. So God is calling for separation. Here God is calling for separation. So I have a few things that we have to separate ourselves from. Number one, we have to separate ourselves from ungodly relationship. Be it friendship, be it company of people, be it, um, there's a relationship we we normally call dating or courtship, any form of ungodly relationship. Come out. Don't touch it. Don't defile yourself. Don't defile yourself. Come out. Come out. What are some of the things that make you defile? Here God was talking about food and animals and certain things. But in the New Testament, the Bible said the blood of Jesus has cleansed everything. So when you go to China, some even eat scorpion. And if a believer eats scorpion, that person will not go to hell. Some eat snake. Even Ghana, some eat snake. It doesn't make the person defiled. Here was something that God was particular about because of the setting of the culture at that time. So this is cultural something that God is talking about. And he wanted them to stay pure, undefiled. So here, God's word, as we are going to come into the New Testament, we have to come out from certain things. Be separated. Be consecrated. So we can be holy unto God. Shall we read 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 to 16? 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 to 16. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Come out. Quit. Run. Stop it. There are some things we have to separate ourselves from. So we can be dedicated unto holiness. Yes. When we were in secondary school, no, even JSS, yeah, that was JSS. We had a friend called Augustine Biney. Not our keyboardist. He is correct. That Biney is correct. Augustine Biney was skillful in connecting boys and girls. And if you don't have a room, he will give you a room to sleep with that girl or boy. He was skillful. His father was a military man and sometimes you go on peacekeeping trip. A month or two, you will not be around. And this guy had his, his own room. So if you are in his class and you've seen a girl, you don't know how to, I mean, go and talk to the girl. Augustine will link you. You go and talk on your behalf. 
connect the two of you and give you a room and give you condom. If you need a condom, Augustine will give you. And make sure he's in the house to protect you whilst you are doing it. Come out from among them. Come out from among them and be separated. It is everywhere. Now even primary school. Everywhere. Ungodly associations. Ungodly associations. Come out and be separated. For you to be consecrated, you must come out and stop. If the relationship isn't healthy, come out. You can fast and pray and read as soon as you meet you defy yourself. Instead of you, after consecration, be dedicated unto holiness, you go back into filth. That's why the Bible says, don't defy yourself. Come out from among them. So friends, at every stage you are now, there are some things you must stop. There are some comp- friends you must cut. Those who don't bring healthy conversations, after talking to them, your mind goes wayward. After talking to them, you feel like doing abominable things. They help you watch pornography. They have the videos. You don't have the smartphone. They have. They help you to watch. They can WhatsApp you with the links. I watch this one. You can try it. They can have a lo- whole lot of things done with you. Come out from among them. Come out. And be separated. Come out. The second thing I want us to stop or be separated from is a contaminated heart. GYC members, and for that matter, every Christian must be separated from the things that defile from the heart. Shall we go to Matthew chapter 15, verse 17 to 20? Things that defile. Matthew 15, 17 to 20. Do you not understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever we spew out of our mouth, Come from their heart. And they defile man. So here, the Bible is teaching us that the things that come out from us defile us. Not the things that are around us. Let's continue. Verse 19. For out of the heart proceed evil, evil thoughts, murder, adulteries, fornication, theft, false witness, Blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man, but not. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. So here you are. You, you look at culture. The the Pharisees tried to question Jesus why, why his disciples did not wash their hands before eating. You see culture, but Jesus is saying that things that defile us are the things that come from our heart. Even our thoughts. The standard under the grace is tougher, is higher than the law. 
In the law, you must be caught red-handed fornicating. But here, in the New Testament, Jesus said, if you look at a woman lustfully, you have committed adultery. Lustfully, just by sight and the contemplation of the mind and what is responding from the heart makes you defiled. So the condition, the state of your heart can make you defiled. So you can fast 21 days. You can pray 21 days. You can read the Bible cover to cover. After that, even your thoughts can disqualify you from becoming holy. Unholy thoughts. The things you think about. Nobody knows what is going on in your mind. Nobody knows. So the state of your mind can make your sacrifice contaminated. The state of your mind can make your worship unholy. The state of your mind can make your praise unholy. The state of your mind can make the things you do in the house of God unholy. Thoughts that come from the heart. Words. Profane words. He said, murder can come from the heart. In the New Testament, the Bible says, he that hates a brother is a murderer. If you hate your brother, if you are holding a grudge, you hate your brother in the heart, you are a murderer. So how many murderers came to church today? How many murderers are here? Should we call down Paris to come with a van to convey some people? We are seated here. But we have some sword, we have some guns, we have some ammunitions that if our brothers will come away, we shoot them. The state of the heart can make you defile. So it doesn't matter how you fast and pray. If your heart is defiled, you are not holy. The state of your heart. Murder. Evil thoughts. Evil thoughts. Adultery. Adultery comes from the heart. So you may be living nicely with your partner, but you have divorced her in the heart. Adultery. Your heart is chasing after other women. Though you are in the same room. Adultery. The state of the heart can defile you. Fornication. Theft. Stealing. You can... Stealing stand from the heart. Hmm. False witness. Blasphemy. So the condition of your heart determines your life. The Bible says, as a man thinketh, so he is. So you are the product of your mind. You are the product of your thoughts. You are the product of the things that run through your mind. As a man thinketh, so he is. So here Jesus is saying that how you respond to issues determines your holiness. You are provoked. Do you insult? Do you fight? Do you quarrel? That is a test for holiness. A test for holiness. When the friend provoked you in the class, the way you responded will determine whether you are holy. So though you consecrated yourself, you studied the Bible, I've set myself apart, me, I'm this, I'm that, you go to the class, there's the slightest provocation you are fighting, you are breaking furniture. Everybody is standing around. 
holiness. The state of your heart. So if somebody said, I raped a girl, I slept with her because of the way she dressed. Jesus is saying, the person is not the problem. You are the problem. Your response to it. How your heart responded to it. Yes. So how can you witness to the prostitute? You go the way the person is dressed, you are witnessing. And your heart is fornicating. So who is winning who? Who is winning? So the way your heart responds in the, in the physical realm, you are not in the act, but your heart is doing it. So the state and the condition of your heart will determine at that point your level of holiness. You studied all the scriptures in the house. You consecrated yourself. You fasted, you prayed for the evangelism. You went out. But in the process, holiness. So, we must check the heart. We must have undefiled heart. So, we can be dedicated to the holiness of Christ. We must separate ourselves from bad habits. Mannerisms. The way of doing things. Addiction. Disposition. Practice. When I was studying the word habit, I realized garment, apparel, is part of habit. So, wow. So, even fashion, the way we dress is part of our habit. As a matter of fact, the way you dress comes from your heart. So, those who say Christianity is a matter of heart, they are true. But they say that to defend themselves. So I may be doing this, but you don't know what is in my heart. What you are doing is the product of the state of your heart. No, there's no two ways about it. Our action, our output is dependent on the state of the heart. Church, we need to check ourselves. Addiction. Somebody can fast. Your, your consecration must, may be known by people. This person can read. This person can pray. He's on fire. He's on this. But after that, addiction. You are not holy. You defile yourself with masturbation. As for this gentleman, he doesn't chase girls. As for this girl, he, she, she doesn't come home with boys. She's always alone. But in your secret, what you do defiles you and you are unholy. Let us check our lives. Consecration, a means to holiness. The second part of it, I said two ways we can be Holy through consecration. Number one is to come out from things that defile. To be consecrated. Number two is that GYC members must be consecrated by dedicating themselves to God. You must dedicate yourself to God. After coming out of these things, after consecrating yourself from this habit, you must now be dedicated unto God. When God wants to use you, are you available? 
When God speaks, are you ready to obey? That is your holiness. That is your dedication to God. So being able to come out of certain things is enough. But how you dedicate yourself to the things of God determines your holiness. Your total surrender, your total obedience determines your level of holiness. One Christian brother in Nigeria said he wanted to buy a radio cassette player many years ago. He had the money, he had the means to buy it, so he went to the market. He saw the radio, he liked it. He bargained. The price was cool. As he put his hand in the pocket to bring out the money, he heard the Holy Spirit. I'm not in this. I'm not part of this bargain. In fact, I don't approve of these pages. So the man was confused. He thought for a while and told the man, I'm not buying again. And he went home. Then he said, ah, Holy Spirit, why this embarrassment? He prayed about it. Then four days later, he was there when somebody came to his house with a very bigger size of radio cassette player in a box. Then the man said, brother, I bought this radio cassette player, not for you, but for myself. But when I brought it to the house and I was taken out of the box, the Holy Spirit took me to bring it to you. So he gave him the radio cassette player. Then the Holy Spirit told him that, look, I prepared this for you. So I didn't want you to spend money on that. As a matter of fact, that money belongs to me and I dictate how you use it. Your money belongs to God. Your strength belongs to God. Your strength, your beauty, your height, your everything about you belongs to God. Your vehicle, your house, your intellect, everything belongs to God and is interested in how you use them. That is holiness. Your obedience to surrender and your level of commitment determines your holiness. How you respond to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. How you yield to the Spirit power. The level of obedience, whether it will go against your interest, it will go against your vision, it will go against your will, is your obedience. Are you ready to sacrifice? Are you ready to let go the things you like? Are you ready to obey the Lord at the detriment of your wish? That is holiness. So when you read the passage, the main anchor text, Leviticus 11, 44 and 45 said, For I am the Lord your God. You shall therefore consecrate yourselves and you shall be holy. So consecrate yourself. Don't stop there and be holy. So after your consecration, after you have set yourself apart, after you have come out of those things, be holy. Become like me. Be dedicated to me. Surrender. Submit. Obey. After consecrate. Consecrate yourself and be holy. Obey me. When I command you, obey. When I whisper, obey. Be attentive to me. Be attentive to me. The 45 says, For I am the Lord who brings you up out of the land of Egypt. 
to be your God. You shall therefore be holy. For I am holy. I am the God who called you from the multitude. I am the God who called you from the darkness of the world. I am the God who called you to become a believer. For it is by grace you have been saved, not by works. It is by my grace I have called you. Be like me. Consecrate yourself and be dedicated to me. Because I am holy. Remember, Isaiah dated that vision to the, the year King Hezekiah died. It was just a reference. He said, in the year the king died, I saw the Lord. And when he was describing that vision, after seeing God, he realized he was filthy. Measure your holiness with God. He is a measurement. He's a measuring rod. He's a yastic. We are looking up unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He's our level of holiness. Don't compare yourself to any man. Look unto Jesus. Look unto Jesus. Be consecrated and be holy because I am holy. Because I am holy. We must be dedicated to God by becoming like him. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 24. And the Bible says, And that you put on the new man, which was created according to God, in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give uh, place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands. What is good? Look, working with his hands, what is good? So it's not every job that is meant for you. Working with his hands, what is good? So that you will have to give to the poor. So when you are seeking employment, pray about it. Look for what is good and what God approves of. That he may have something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. But what is good for necessary, uh, for necessary edification. That it may impart grace to hear the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. By whom we were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor and evil speaking be put away from you. With all malice, and be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Even as Christ, God through Christ, forgave us. Hallelujah. So we must be dedicated to God. We must be dedicated to God by becoming like him. This is what God is telling us to do. If you want to walk with him, if you want to be dedicated to him, become like Christ as he did. And Philippians said, let this mind be in you as it was in Christ Jesus. Have the mind of Christ. Have the mind of Christ. Have the mind of Christ. And we can be dedicated to God by worshiping him. 
And the true worship is enshrined in Romans chapter 12 verse 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. So you dedicate yourself to God. Holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. You dedicate to Him your whole life. And when you dedicate your body, your sight, your feeling, your intellect, the, the, the whole of your being, is dedicated to God. I can follow baby say. What do you mean turn a punching? Emma na unkwansi ni na unsay unkwani duem. You can't sell your goat to the abattoir and still be holding the tail. Whilst they slaughter, they will cut your hand. So you can't sacrifice your being to God, your whole life to God, and still be holding part of it. You said, I am for God. By my intellect, it's not part. So now people are reasoning and they are defuting the, the doctrines of Christ. Uh, Christ was manufactured by the white. I go to church. I, sometimes some of us come to church because of our parents. We have to come because our parents are coming. But we know what we are thinking. We are in the presence of God. But we, we are not here fully. But the Bible says, serve the Lord your God with all your might. So you serve God with your strength. With all your mind, you come with your mind. We come with everything. The Bible says, with the heart we believe. And then with the mouth, confession is made. So you come with all your being. You can't say, I've dedicated myself to God. And you are holding part of it. Your whole being, your money, your time. Your strength, your marriage, your business, everything is for God. Church, as I bring the message to a cruise, I charge us that in the month of consecration, consecration is not enough, but we must be dedicated unto holiness. What we do after church, what we do after reading the Bible, I like what we do here. We come and we read portions of scripture every time we come together. It's good. It helps us to memorize and read further and refresh our minds. But what we do after reading, what we do after fasting and prayer, after all the consecration, if we don't practice holiness, the deeds, the words, the thoughts, our actions. Jesus said, even if you come to offer a sacrifice and there's a grudge, leave it and go. God is interested not only in your consecration, but your holiness. Holy sacrifice. Offering a holy offering. Giving your holy offering. Giving your best out of holiness is what God is pleased with. I challenge you. I challenge you today. God is looking for people at the office who are working in holiness to transform the world. In your classroom, in that house, God is looking for people who are holy, who have consecrated themselves to use them to transform that family. The Bible told us to be unequal, to not to be unequally yoked with unbelievers. But sometimes, even in the church, 
we have treacherous friends, malicious people. Like if you get in contact with, your life will be damaged, even in the church. So now it has become difficult to do evangelism because you have to even focus in the church. You have to re-evangelize. Those who have been rich, we have to re-rich them. They have come to church. They have listened to all the sermons. You quote the scripture, they know everything. But still, they are not walking in purity. Church, if you are here, you know yourself. You want to rededicate your life to God. You need to surrender. You want to be consecrated. That henceforth, I surrender my life to God. I want to be holy. I want to do things that will please God. You are ready. Shall we please close our eyes? As our eyes are closed, the word of God has come to you personally. And you want to make a decision that henceforth, I will not fast and pray and go and soil my garment. I will not come to church, consecrate myself, and go back to the filth like the pig and go back to the vomit like the dog you want God to help you with the strength that comes from the Holy Spirit as our eyes are closed please come forward we'll pray with you want to surrender your life you want to give your whole life to God that it is enough it is enough please come don't, don't feel shy the Spirit of God is here to help you. Please come. Come, we'll pray with you. Come. Please come forward. The Spirit of God is here to help you. You want to be consecrated and be dedicated to the things of God. Please come. The grace of God is available to help you. Paul said, the good I want to do, I'm not able to do, but the bad I don't want to do are the things I do. Oh, a wretched man. Who will save me? The saving grace is available. The grace of God is available. The power of God is available. It can break every chain. It can tear every addiction into pieces. Shatter any, any chains of addiction. Please come. Please come. Kato shakata pa 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 pa. As our eyes are closed, we are first and foremost praying for our brethren who have come forward. Just close your eyes. We are praying for them. That Lord have mercy on our brothers. We, you alone know the battle they are fighting. You alone know the challenges. You alone know what is going on in their secret place. Lord, help them, liberate them. Set them free. Let grace abound upon them. That henceforth, they will never return. But move forward. Pray for them in Jesus' name. Shall we please pray? 
pray. Offer a prayer. Offer a prayer. Offer a prayer. Pray for intercede on their behalf. Pray for them in the name of Jesus. Pray for them in the name of Jesus. Please pray. Please pray. Kato shakatata. Maso kato laba shakatete kato laba. Shanto laba babo shakatata. Manta laba babo shakatata baba baba. Maka papa papa laba babo shanto laba baba yanto. Shanto laba baba 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 bosa. Katata papa papa papa. Pray for them, please. Pray for them. They need our prayer. We are together. We are one family. What affect them affect us collectively. Pray for them in Jesus' name. Pray for them in Jesus' name. Oh Lord, let grace abound. Let grace abound. Paul once said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Let your strength be released upon them, Lord, that they can survive the, the time. In the season. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 